0: You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. Gee Wizzy Wednesdays. Yes indeed. Time to talk some college basketball and try and get some more winners. So far, so good. Another profitable week, two and one. I even threw a little Villanova in there last week. So I got in on the fun as well. 14, 6 and 1 for Greg uh, on the season so far. Well done, sir. Well done. Let's keep it up. Thank
1: you, man. I appreciate it. It's uh, it's starting to feel like a home game, which scares me a little bit. That's when you get snuck up on and somebody snatches defeat from the jaws of victory. But uh, it's been a good run so far, Jimmy. And it's a it's a scary slate on Wednesday night. I'm not going to lie to you. Everybody's got their eyes on Alabama, Tennessee. I did everything in my power to stay away from that game. Ultimately, I can't do it. More on that in a second. But uh, it's a it's a weird little slate tonight. It feels a little trappy to me. Man, look.
0: We like to have a lot of fun. We joke around a lot. But in all seriousness, uh, to you uh, as a uh, Michigan State alum, man, our thoughts and our prayers are going out uh, out to, you know, the, the Spartan family, uh, which uh, what's happened this past week.
1: I appreciate that. It's been a really, really hard week for all of us. Um, yeah, I, I don't know how you can ever prepare for something like that to happen. And if there's one thing I know, it's that this community is resilient, as are many across America that have experienced this very type incident. Um, but, you know, we've been through a lot together. We always come together. We always come together stronger. So uh, my thoughts and prayers are with them as well. But I appreciate you saying that.
0: Yeah, man, good good, good luck uh, moving forward. And again, for those affected uh, by this whole thing, it just... It's it's rough. It's rough, uh, to uh, say the least. All right. Um, I had Villanova. But Nova is a covering machine since Justin <laughs> Moore has gotten back. But that Saturday night, I'm I'm still pissed, Greg, about <laughs> him. He, and I'm watching Justin Moore just knock down free throws last night. Here again, they're 84% for the gear from the line. He threw up the two biggest bricks at the end of the game on uh, Saturday night to let that 13-point lead. I digress. I'm bitching. I'm complaining <laughs> because Villanova should have continued that win. They got the win in the cover last night. The great thing I like about you, Greg, is you attack the high-profile games and uh, and the, you know the ones that we we're all going to watch. And what, generally speaking, people bet what they watch. So this is the first one, seven o'clock Eastern tip on ESPN two tonight. Alabama, number one. Alabama going to Tennessee, catching three points right now. If you do like Bama, I do think this is the time because I think that's the max you're going to get. You may go down to two and a half or two with number one catching points here. Thompson Bowling's going to be rocking. Uh, Alabama is catching three at Tennessee.
1: Yeah, this is why I kind of said at the the start of the show here, I wanted to stay away from this game. I genuinely mean that. I mean, as much as we can say, oh, I I like betting the high-profile games, I do, because who doesn't want some action on what they're watching? I desperately did not want to bet this game. But if you're going to give me three points for the best team in the country against a team in the form that Tennessee is in right now— I don't know how you don't take that. It's just value. This should be a pick to me, and I can't really understand why it's not. Uh, just to look at recent results going back over the last two and a half weeks here, because these two teams have played the exact same opponents. I don't know what that weird SEC scheduling quirk was, how this turned out this way, but uh, they've each played Vanderbilt. They both played Florida. They both played Missouri in the last two and a half weeks. Alabama beat Vanderbilt by 57 points. Tennessee lost to Vanderbilt by one. Alabama beat Florida by 28 points. Tennessee lost to Florida by 13. Alabama beat Missouri by 21 points. Tennessee lost to Missouri by one point. Like, I get that Tennessee, the metrics love them. They've been a very tough team to play all season long. They've been obviously tough to go beat when they're at home. But I don't think they're anywhere close to their A game, at least not consistently right now. Alabama, ever since that Oklahoma loss, which seems like an aberration at this point, has been... Absolutely on their A game. And this is the best team in the country. This isn't just like a top 10 team. This is the right. best team in the country. So, um, uh, you know, I, I hearken back to Tennessee having some losses at home, including that Missouri game I just talked about. But they also lost to Kentucky at home when they were playing much better than they have been the last three weeks. So, like I said, if it's a pick em, I probably convinced myself to stay away. But if you're putting Alabama in the plus money, getting three points on the spread, I have to take that with the way Tennessee's been playing
0: this is going to be tough for the crimson tide tonight my friend okay the thing is um bama is this is it's pretty much layups until the last game of the season they go to college station on march 4th um florida in 14 kentucky in 15 are the last in a gazillion years to go through the sec uh schedule undefeated um I, I get all that. I do remind you, did you watch Auburn and Alabama on Saturday? I did. I thought that was a 50-50 game, and then Auburn just had a lot of clean looks down a the stretch. They just didn't knock them down, okay? Bama gets right. Greg, that's not a court a storm game, but that's <laughs> damn important to these guys. They hate each other. And to go on the road in front of that place, game day was there, the whole didn't Game day there or not, it doesn't matter. But... That's a little bit of an emotional spot for Alabama. They'd rather go to Auburn and beat them than to go to Tennessee and beat them. I agree with your metrics, and I'm a little bit surprised that Tennessee is still plus, uh, I mean, uh, number three in the NET. Um, uh they just, they're not performing like a top-five club. You know what I mean? There are too many of these close calls, and even though Vandy hit the three at the buzzer and Missouri escapes, they're still in these games too many times, uh, uh, as it seems, so... Now, Bama, minus that major hiccup where I think Oklahoma shot 70% from three-point range in the SEC Big 12 Challenge. Um, But this one, it's a great game. It's going to be fun to watch. But this is kind of the last hurdle to that undefeated regular season. And I'm just wondering about carrying over, you know, following up from an emotional win. You know, we do this in football,
1: we do it in basketball. That's my biggest concern here. I think you're right. I mean, there's certainly let down potential. My pushback and why I was able to mentally get myself there with Alabama is that I genuinely believe from everything we've seen with them this year, they've been a team that shows up in their biggest games. The the, the games they get caught in are games where they think they can just show up and just totally overlook it and waltz to a 20-point win. That's what happened against Oklahoma to me. Um, You know, they went on the road to Houston, after they had had a series of pretty good wins in, uh, whatever that the, the Phil Knight invitational was won that game. Like to me, they've really handled business in their series of really, really big games this season. And yes, the sec doesn't have the elite teams other than themselves in Tennessee this year, which makes this one so big. But, um, you talked about shooting too. Like you're right. Auburn missed a bunch of good looks. Auburn could have pretty easily won that game. Tennessee's not a great shooting team. Like I, They're gonna have to make their open looks tonight. They're 230th from three-point range. So, like I said, I from everything I've seen, I just trust Alabama's form right now much more than Tennessee's. And uh, man, almost I wish the books were giving me a pick 'em, Jimmy, so I could stay away. But I can't help myself.
0: (laughs) Um, Again, get that plus three now because I think that's going to slide down a, a little bit. Speaking of. Court storming. Well, Super Bowl Sunday. Were you busy at your party or did you watch the comeback in Evanston by Northwestern against then number one Purdue? This is a nine o'clock Eastern tip on the Big Ten Network. Greg does not uh, put a (laughs) submission in on G-Wizzy Wednesdays without a big part of the Big Ten uh, double double header, uh, the Big Ten Network double header. Indiana uh, but that was a nice win uh Michigan came out strong they built the lead then they hung on Indiana has what one? eight of nine nine of ten only loss at Maryland uh before the Purdue game Northwestern catching one and a half against Indiana at home I think even Ken Palm likes Northwestern to win this game, but the public is on Indiana almost at a three to one clip
1: I'd love to fade the public here Jimmy that's exactly what I'm gonna do um uh, look, I've gone back and forth on Northwestern all year, to be honest with you. I think preseason, I was praising Northwestern a good amount, which seemed crazy at the time, but I really like their backcourt. Boo Booey and Chase Odige are two veteran guys who have had ups and downs. They've lost a ton of basketball games, but... Not really in part to what they've done in the story of their careers. To me, they've been pretty productive. This year, they've both gotten significantly more efficient while also being 15-a-game scorers night in and night out. There's not a lot of teams in the country that have two guys in a backcourt that can do that. Indiana, everybody loves them right now, and that's fair. They've won a lot of games. If there's one thing I've learned with Indiana basketball, it's that if you just win, they won't talk about you because they haven't won this series of games that they've won in Trace Jackson Davis's career until this year. This team is different. They're better, mostly because Trace Jackson Davis is better. He's playing like the best player in the country. But even in these wins to me, they haven't been exactly comfortable wins. Like I would expect a team that's legitimately a top 20 team in the country to potentially create some separation in. You go back just looking at a few of their recent games. Um, they were really fortunate to escape that Michigan game and win. Michigan didn't score in the final five minutes. They needed two points to win that game. And Michigan controlled the game, I thought, from start to finish. Before that, they let Rutgers hang around. They were up almost 15 points, I think, at home, Assembly Hall, to Rutgers in a game where Rutgers lost their best one of their best two-way defenders. And, you know, Rutgers ends up making that a one-possession game late. Ever since, Rutgers has lost three straight right. games. So I, I think this Indiana team kind of has a public – reputation that hey as long as they keep winning we think they're really good I just think they've been pretty fortunate to keep winning Northwestern is tough man they're three and one against top 25 teams this season it's primarily their diff- their defense I talked about the backcourt but this is an elite defensive team it really is. I mean, they guard. They have guys that just can rotate and play help side and take away shots at the rim that um, most teams are just not good enough at doing defensively. So I, uh, I'm with Ken Palm here, plus one and a half for the home team. I, it's a letdown spot for sure after the Purdue game. But I think this Northwestern team has proven to us at this point that, um, you know, they've won a lot of tough games and they're going to be mentally prepared for a game like this.
0: Uh, If you want to follow Greg in Bet Northwestern, I would suggest uh, waiting a little bit to get to or more because uh, this thing is already at a three-to-one ticket clip. And listen, Indiana basketball is like Notre Dame football, okay? (laughs) Their best years are in the past. We all understand that. But also... The betting public can't wait for them to get a couple of wins before they just plow in with both hands. I mean, you want to talk about public teams, and they just can't wait. Any little sign. Granted, Indiana's played much better. they won eight of nine. Okay, uh, I mean, and, and that was a really nice win in a in kind of a must needs a must win spot for Michigan to try and get back into consideration. Um, so I, I, I grant them all that, but damn it, I've seen it over and over and over. 1976 is in the rearview mirror, okay? Joe Montana is is in the rearview mirror. I mean, but they just can't wait to pound them. And here we go again as uh, they're all over Indiana tonight uh, against Northwestern. So we'll see about that. Let's go to the Big 12, best league in the land by far. But a couple of teams that are coming into uh, not so great form. Now, that can be tricky because the Big 12 is so tough. But both Iowa State and TCU enter tonight's game, losers of four of their last five. It's a nine o'clock tip on ESPNU in Ames, where Iowa State just lost their first game at home to Oklahoma State. Iowa State is minus four to visiting TCU.
1: Yeah, these games can be tricky when you've got two teams that are both struggling the way these two teams are. What makes it less tricky for me is that I'll just take the Big 12 cheat code, which is take the home team. That seems to work uh, in a lot of these venues this season at a pretty high clip. Like you said, Iowa State's 12-1 and at home. Their most recent loss was the first loss, and that was to Oklahoma State, who has risen from a team nobody cared about at all maybe a month ago to all of a sudden their 29th on Ken Palm. They've won, I believe, seven of their last nine games. They're in pretty good form. Like, you can say they should have won that game. They should win every single game at home. But um, I don't necessarily fault them for that one. I fault them for the losses a couple of weeks ago on the road to Missouri and Texas Tech. Those are games that, if you are, uh, you know, the, a top 25 team in the country, like I believe Iowa State is, you should be more competitive on the road. The thing with TCU has been that they've just been missing their superstar. Mike Miles has been out the last couple of weeks. Uh, they've lost four or five as well. They're supposedly getting him back today. Apparently he practiced yesterday and he looked all right. Um, I don't think it's very easy for a guy who does as much as Miles to come in and out of the lineup. Like whenever this situation happens, I mean, obviously it's better to have him, but I like to give it a game or two because he is just so important to what they do. Like in a normal game, high functioning, fully healthy, they want him shooting 15, 20 times a game. It's hard to do that coming back from injury, and it's especially hard to do that at a place like Iowa State. That crowd is going to be crazy. They're desperate right now given the fact that they have lost 4 of 5. And even with Mike Miles this season, TCU's been pretty bad on the road. They're 2-5 and in Big 12 play on the road. They lost all five of those games by four points or more. So I I just think this is a bounce-back spot. If my first two picks today were worried about a letdown, I got to go the other side of this one. We'll take the Cyclones to cover. I love
0: the Cyclones in a bounce-back spot uh, at home. I love them. I mean, and, you know, I'll just just write that one off as sort of an outlier uh, on what happened uh, against Oklahoma State. We've seen a much bigger sampler size where they are brutally tough against some really good teams. You know, beating Kansas a few weeks ago uh, by double digits. So, I do like that one. Not that I am, you know, just giving you my blessing on this one or that (laughs) one, but – I like Iowa State a lot better than Alabama. So hey, anyway. I, I, hey I like I it when one? you
1: like my picks, Jimmy. I'm I'm gonna <laughs> tell you that. You know that.
0: Uh, yes, indeed. All right, SEC Network at 7:30. I threw in Villanova last week. They've been on a Another team. Again, what I like is teams that okay. Look at them. they're having losing records. They're nets in the hundreds. They Ken pump whatever. But it's, it's sort of conditional, and the Justin Moore being kind of that team's glue, Villanova's playing at a much higher level as of late. For Mississippi State, it is uh, schedule-related. They were 1-7 in in the league, five of their SEC losses, two to Tennessee, two to Alabama, and one at Auburn. They've won five straight since. Now, four in the league, and the other one was against TCU, who's projected to go uh, to the tournament. They're at home against this little team called Kentucky. (laughs) Well, do your homework. Mississippi State is in the tournament right now. I I would think you you guys' bracketology has stayed in and Kentucky out. Is that right? That's correct. Okay. I mean, the form – we don't have to say anything about that. Still, I've been in these SEC venues. When Kentucky comes to town, whether they're 20-2 and two or 2-20, two and 20, they are going to fill it up, and it's going to be a live spot. They'll even drive in from these rural Mississippi places to get to Stark Vegas on uh, on this Wednesday night. And you're only laying three, which is below with the home court value I would give to this game as well. I'm taking a team that's playing better at home. I like Mississippi State. Minus a three against Kentucky uh, tonight. So my one submission here on G-Wizzy Wednesdays. All right. Uh, what else, Greg? I mean, uh, the, the, the rotating number ones. Huh? I mean, this is, this, is, this is what's fun about who cares who's number one. But you might have – how many teams do you have in college basketball that could win it all?
1: Oh, man, I genuinely... 10, 15, 12? I put it in the 15, 20 range, to be honest with you. and That that sounds insane, but there is not an elite team in college basketball. I mean, I think Alabama's the closest from a talent perspective that we have, but uh, even they, like, they're super young. You never know how freshmen are going to react in a win or go home type right. game. So I, I really think it's going to be one of those crazy years. You harken back to, I think it was 2013 maybe, where we had like a 7 and an 8 seed meet in the national championship game. I mean, if you are just in the tournament as a high major team this year, you're going to feel like you can make a run. I look down, if you're going through just Ken Palm ranking stuff, right? There's teams from 20 on up that if they play their best game, are absolutely top 10 in the country good. I mean, Xavier's down there. Illinois's down there. I think even a team like, you're going to think I'm crazy, but Arkansas that's down there at 20 right now. Those are teams to me that just, it's all about, can you be consistent over a six-game sample size? Um, And like I said, I mean, we saw Purdue go down to Northwestern and everybody thought they were untouchable. How about this for a stat, Jimmy? Purdue, for all they've been, the number one team in the country, They haven't beaten a top 25 team in conference play this whole time. They've been number one. I mean, it's just insanity, the state of our sport right now. So I I think it's wide open. I think there probably are 20, uh, maybe even upwards of 25 teams that have a real shot this year.
0: And no matter what your number is, anywhere from 12 to 25, how many more teams can beat them on a given night? I mean, Alabama's, um, their reliance on their perimeter shooting doesn't lend itself to six straight games. They're the best team, but I would like them to be a little bit more inside, a little bit more balanced uh, in their attack. They love the three-point shot. It's fine. Understand the metrics and the whole bit, but in and, and Marshall gives them that guy that could score anywhere on the court, uh, you know. And so I think he's a a guy that they're going to have to lean on to 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 be exactly that. So we'll see. All right, here's the final picks again in reverse order. Again, we've got uh, I've got Mississippi State is my submission. Greg's three picks again: Alabama plus three, Northwestern plus one and a half, Iowa State minus four uh Greg 2 and 1 last week 14 6 and 1 on the season for Greg Waddell of the Field of 68 check him out at the Field of 68 I'm Jimmy Ott on the Sports Betters Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network